0: And the answer was until the day you die because <laughs> that's what life is all about. That's what we get told. And if you're not aware of it and you get sucked into that shit, then you're 30, 40, 50 years old one day going, why does my life suck? Because I sold my soul for a paycheck.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Season 3 of Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm, of course, Phil Better, and this season is presented to you by Unicorn Incubator. Unicorn is the largest rural incubator accelerator of its kind in the world. Located in southwestern France, Sola, its mission is to give entrepreneurs and their families their lives back while helping them build game-changing technology startups. Startups in the company are provided with a complete ecosystem for success. With direct access to proven funding sources, top-notch legal and accounting representation, access to the world's most generous business incentives, and most importantly, a dedicated sales and marketing accelerator that will put a startup's product or service on the fast track to success. Welcome back to Investing Yourself, the digital entrepreneur podcast. This is the penultimate episode for the season, and it is a big one, ladies and gentlemen. I have the kid who made it. Morgan Nelson himself Now if you don't know who he is uh, Guys get ready for an incredible Story this guy um, Morgan Nelson is the guy at the age of 23 was financially free to Live his dream life 23 years old He's twenty. 25, 27 right now as the interview i'm not really sure but at 23 he was financially free like he was done he was dead broke at 21 23 years old he's living the dream life that every 23 year old wants and now he's teaching people through his podcast dreaming out loud um it was an amazing uh connection that thanks to my client lloyd you know the man with the million dollar podcast the Money Grows on Trees podcast. Uh, if you're not listening to it, you should be. Search it on uh, Apple and wherever you get your podcast. But he uh, he talks about his drive to get financially free. Some of the co- uh, some of the businesses he has upcoming. I'm really excited to talk to him uh, next year when uh, uh, we get a chance. Maybe go when I'm in Australia to meet Lloyd and doing some live podcast down there. But yeah, enough about me. Let's jump into this interview. Morgan, please welcome to the show. Um, it's an honor to have you on and I would like you to just give us a quick 30 seconds, you know, intra- elevator pitch on who you are and why you are on the show.
0: Damn elevator pitch. I've never done this before. Um, yeah, I'm 27 years old from the Gold Coast, Australia, and I've been an entrepreneur now since 21, pretty much at 21 years old. I was just completely broke emotionally, financially and in every single possible way. And I was introduced to network marketing. And use that as my first vehicle to kind of create financial freedom by 23. Then, when I was 23, I spent uh, I moved to Mexico because why not? And Seems like I just a spent the choice. last <laughs> yeah, you know, I just I like tacos, margaritas, and sunsets, so I figured why not go there? And I, I I lived there for a little while, and I spent the last about sort of three, four years traveling all around the world while did, uh, building this business to a six-figure income and to the top income earner uh, for my company for my age group. And you know, and that that's kind of what it's been, you know, we've grown grown a global team now of uh over five thousand people in nineteen countries around the world. And it's just crazy. It's growing more and more every single day. But that's that's one of the main things I've done. And in, in that journey as well, I've spent uh you know, traveled around the world speaking uh, on stages to I think five different countries now. Um, crowds of up to nearly six thousand people and spoken on stage with darren hardy the founder of success magazine joel brown uh founder of addicted to success and and a whole bunch of others so but the main thing is i'm just living a fun life living a fun life doing what i want when i want with who i want and inspiring as many people as i can to the exact same along the way
1: yeah you pretty much have the life that every like teenage kid wants when they turn 21 you know be financially free as soon as possible to live in Mexico drinking tequila and eating tacos and watching the sunset versus uh, doing the nine to five grind that we all end up going into so I'm mm-hmm. really glad you're on here for the uh, the younger youthful generation you know my kind of generation as well I'm uh, near the beginning of the millennial generation i'm a little older than you i'm around <laughs> how old are you how old are you i'm a 30 i think i'm 36 yeah i'm 36 <laughs>
0: yeah you're a millennial you're a millennial yeah, i'm, I'm yeah. on that
1: cusp though i'm on that yeah. cusp of a millennial but i love how you have your millennial mentor in your uh, as your face uh, your youth Ugh instagram page so i love that um because it's it's what we need we don't have uh, many Mm -hmm. mentors in our age group that have reached the success that we see our parents or the previous generations have so it's good to see that someone is out there teaching kids or teaching kids teaching us how to uh live free you know because we don't want to work the nine to five because it's it's not fun have you ever worked the nine to five at all in your adult life
0: yeah. Yeah. I had a job for five years of my whole life. Um, a full a time job. I, I was a carpenter. So when I finished school, so the funny, funny thing is I, I always wanted to work. I wanted to make money um, because <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly right. You know, like there's, I think there's so many people who want something and then there's very few actually go and fucking get it. And I've just always never been able to understand why people don't go and get the thing they want. And so when I was younger, I, I just saw, you know dad makes money dad makes the decisions and with more money you can do more in your life and at school it was like and if i had money i can go to the tuck shop you know at, at school and and whatever at the canteen i'm not sure what you guys call it but we
1: call it a cafeteria but cafeteria, <laughs> canteen, yeah, tux- cafeteria. I, I, when you said tuck shop i'm like is yeah. that a tuxedo shop did he really yeah, like his goal like, was like, to have a tuxedo
0: that's like the most aussie slang like sometimes i say it's aussie slang and i don't know it's aussie till i say it tuck shop absolutely because we call like food real like the most slangest aussie you can get it's called tucker go yeah you want you want want to have some tucker mate it's like a snack and so i guess that's where the tuck shop comes from never thought about that before but there you go another weird word that australians make up and we have no idea how we can explain it um but yeah i i uh what was i doing i was just i wanted to make some money you know so back in school like my first thing i was doing was I actually used to make these little key rings out of this nylon shit. It was just like bit of a phase going around. So I started making the stuff with my sister. She started teaching me. I was like, this is cool. We'd we'll watch movies and make this stuff. And then I started making all these key rings. And I was like, what can I do with these? So I started to sell them like door knock around my neighborhood. doing like, Hey, you want to buy some key rings? And I'd sell them for 20 cents, 50 cents. Cause that was, that was, so crap. You know, I was not good at that, but I was like, Hey, I want to, how can I turn this down into money? Cause I got all this product here. And I don't want to do anything with it. And. As on door knocking, I go down to one of the streets and at the front of this uh, this house is these other kids on the block with a bit of cardboard set up and they got the same type of key rings, same sort of stuff, but they look incredible. They've made butterflies out of them. They made all this shit. I'm like, holy crap, you guys are amazing. Are you selling these? And they go, yeah, we're selling them for a dollar. My first thought was this, those bastards, they're more, they're more expensive than mine. Good luck selling them. And I was like, well, actually, they're so much better than mine. I would rather buy that than mine. So then I thought this, I'm going to buy all of yours. <laughs> so I bought all of theirs. And then I said, I'm just going to try something. So I used the money that I was, I was selling my little crappy ones. So I used some of that money to buy these way better ones. Then I went up to the supermarket up the road and did the exact same thing they were doing, but to a bigger market of people, people with money because they're going to a supermarket and I'll selling them for five bucks each. So I started flipping all these things and I'd take more money and I'd go down and down. These guys were my suppliers now. I said, Hey, can you make me some more? And then when they caught on to what I was doing, they were like little kids. And they're like, well, we're going to do the same thing. So there was that business gone. But <laughs> that, that ran that ran for a little while. You know, I just started making some extra pocket money. and That was great. And then what happened was, uh, I think while I was at the supermarket, I saw, yeah, we got the trolley boys, like the shopping cart people that collect the carts and all that stuff. And in Australia, you need to be 14, nine months to have a job legally. I was about 11. And I was like, man, I'm not waiting that long. Like I can work now. I've got time. I got to work. I think I want to make money. So I found out who the boss was that guessed the jobs there. And I went to their house and I just lied to them about my age. <laughs> hey, I want to work. I want to work one day a week. you know. And and she's gave me his job. And she's like, are you, are you 14? I said, of course I'm 14. She's like, okay, you're going to need to fill out this tax file number thing. I put a fake number in. I made it all up. And we never submitted shit. And she paid me cash. And then eventually what happened was um, I, we, moved, we moved to another, uh, another part of the suburbs. And I got another job just working cash uh, for somebody else uh doing this like magnetic stuff super random but just making money you know so i was always working from about 11 years old because i lied about my income and then when i was I lied about my age then when i was old enough to get a job i started working at mcdonald's oh
1: god well like, that that is like oh my god i'm thinking like oh my god but mcdonald's has this great reputation if uh-huh. you work properly in the system you can you get a lot of knowledge
0: yeah. the, the funny thing is like because when i've i, I spent a lot of time in america i go three four times a year over there usually and I see that over there and, and, and my ex was actually American. She's like, it's so funny because in, in Australia, your first job is usually McDonald's. Like that's where everybody starts. You got McDonald's mm-hmm. or you go a Burger King, uh, you know, that's kind of where you start fast food stuff. So everybody gets a job. But in America, it's very different. It's kind of like if you end up working at McDonald's, like, oh my God, man, what's going on? And I love working work at Macca's, but I, I, I learned so much. And we call it Macca's as well, by the way. <laughs> and I learned so much about leadership work the, you know, customer service, all this stuff. and and I got fired from there. That's what happened. When I was 17. Um, got fired from it. That was my first job I got fired from. And then what happened was I, I, I went and traveled Europe. No, sorry. I, I got, I, I finished school. I'm just talking about my jobs, right? Yeah. I finished school, no education. Like, like I, I didn't get what happens when you finish school over here is you get given a score out of one to 25, 25 is the worst. One's the best. And, judging on your number that you get determines what you can go and study at college or university if you want to go. So if you don't get a good number, you got your shit out of luck to get anything good. I got 21, which is up there with one of the worst. And everyone's like, dude, you're not going to get a good job, you know, blah, blah, blah. Your life's going to be a mess. And I was like, well, fuck you. You don't know anything about me. I can create whatever I want. And I just visualize this life that I want freedom, I want success. I'm going to get it some way and I'm not going to trade my soul and work a job that I don't like because i want to enjoy my life that's just what i always wanted to do so i saw so many of my friends go to university i went and got a job trained time for money doing some cleaning stuff saved up money traveled europe come back from europe i got experienced two months of absolute freedom where i got to wake up and do whatever the hell i wanted that day it's the best thing ever come back and a friend of mine says hey do you want to become a carpenter and i said what laying carpets he's like no (laughs) building houses i said oh yeah that'd be cool give it a go and that's where I started. I started an apprenticeship because I had to start a career at some point, right?
1: Yeah.
0: So I had my apprenticeship there. That's when I started doing full-time work, you know, 40, 50, 60 hours a week. And I even remember my first day on the job. So I get there and I the eight and a half hours in today. It was, it was uh, sorry, nine and a half hours in today, 3.30 in the afternoon it was. We started at six o'clock in the morning. My boss says to me, you can go home early today because it's your first day. And I said, this is early? <laughs> What's a normal day? He said, we work to four or five, so we 10 or 11 hours a day. I go, how many days a week do you do this? He goes, five, usually six, work Saturdays too. And I just thought in my head, for how many years? And the answer was, until the day you die. Because that's <laughs> what life is all about. That's what we get told. And if you're not aware of it, and you get sucked into that shit, then you're 30, 40, 50 years old one day going, why does my life suck? Because I sold my soul for a paycheck. That's what happens. So I realized that day I was like, I don't like this, but this is momentarily. I I, I got to figure out a way to. I want to be the guy that's employing people one day. So I started just look around and and I I was building houses, so the property scene sort of got you know ingrained into me. So I thought I was going to be like a property developer, builder, all this kind of stuff. So I was looking for all these different ways to make some extra money because I'm I'm working literally ten hours a day minimum, sometimes six days a week. So I had one day of freedom per week. It was just crazy. There was one part. It was about a year of my journey there. Where I was working at 80 hours a week. Um, it sucked, man. It was like 12 hours a day, 13 hours a day. And uh, it, it, just, it just sucked. So I was always looking for different ways to make money. Then a friend of mine, he was quite successful already. And this is what I started to do. I started to notice why is there some people in life that are quite successful and they're happy? And why is there some people that aren't very successful and happy? What are they doing differently? And I don't know what they're doing, but I'm going to get around this person because they can probably give me some clues. Success leaves clues. Yeah. You know, So maybe I can just get around them. Can I watch that car? Can I do something? Can I become friends with them? And so uh, one of my mates, he was doing really well in life. He was about 24. He had a whole bunch of property already and it was really happy. And I said, dude, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I just started doing this network marketing. You should come check it out. And I said, okay. I don't know how to look at it. I called it a cult, called it a scam, called it everything but I had very big opinions and a very little bank account. <laughs> that was the thing, you know? So I just decided to have an open mind and look at it because, you know, if you don't, if, you know, if your mind's like a parachute, right? Oprah Winfrey says, your mind's like a parachute. If it doesn't work when it's not open. And I just thought, yeah. screw it, I'm just going to give it a go. And I started getting around entrepreneurs, started getting around the hustle, people talking about dreams, vision, goals, impact, income, you know? So I got one group over here talking about all this great stuff the one group over here just talking about other people, Yeah. which one do I want to listen to, you know, and that's, that's kind of where it all started. So yeah. And then the next two and a half years, I got myself out of a job. So it was five years of my whole life where I actually worked full time and yeah, it sucked, man.
1: <laughs> so I have worked pretty much since I was 18. So nearly 20 years of my life, I've had a nine to five. So you uh, caught on really you quickly. You change that shit. Yeah, I'm in the process of changing it. I know by the end of my by the my birthday this year, I'm going to be fully self employed because I'm grinding nose to the grindstone. Because I know what it takes. Luckily, I've been in contact with people, great entrepreneurs like yourself, Lloyd, um, and some of the other people who I've had the honor to interview on my podcast. And I'm like, yeah, changing the group of people you're surrounding with changes your mindset, and you start thinking the next level. You start thinking. You hear like the laws of attraction, bringing all that great stuff into you. It's not until you start hanging around with people who have that level of success that you want, that you start seeing that it actually works because you, you have your friends who are talking about everybody else, but you, when you have the friends that are talking about how to become successful, that's the, that's the game changer event.
0: Yeah. Like, I think that was the first thing in self-development I heard of you become the sum of the five people you, you surround yourself with. If you surround yourself with five people who are broke, you'll become the sixth. Surround yourself with five millionaires, you'll become the sixth. Which one do you get to choose? And and now it's like like becoming successful is quite easy. <laughs> like when you really think about it. It's like you, you just need a hack it and knowing that uh, your environment is gonna rub off on you, knowing that you'll become the sixth person of the five you surround yourself with. Now you just go look at how do I get around five people that are living the life I want and are making the money that I want. It's just interesting. Yeah. Like if you want to become professional at doing what you're doing, you go network and get a mastermind of people who are freaking killing it. Yeah. And you you will be forced, you, this will be, you'll even be forced to level up through discomfort and growth because that's what's going to happen. It's not just going to happen easy. You're not just going to be like, oh, I never thought about it like this. So easy. It's like, fuck, this is uncomfortable for me to do. I don't want to do what they're doing, but they they are doing that. That's why I am getting the results. So now I get to choose. Do I want the results or do I want my comfort? And then you get to start and you get to push and go through that that growth, that discomfort, or you'll see it as scary and make up all this bullshit in your head and be like, oh, I can't do that. Justify why they've got it and you don't and all that. And then talk yourself out of it and lower yourself back down to this frequency that continually keep getting the exact same results you're already getting. Yep. That's what happens. So if you're willing to really, if you like, if the people are listening really want to become successful in anything, go and get around people that are doing it. And then be willing to grow, be willing to for, like level up through the discomfort because that's what's going to happen. They're going to force you to think bigger. Like I remember when I moved back to the Gold Coast here, I spent three, four years traveling the world. So my a lot of people in my circle were kind of people that are in the network marketing space. And I come back here and I don't know as many people in this right here where I live um, in network marketing. And I started to surround myself with other just entrepreneurs in general, people making big money, multiple six figures a month, and it, just the conversation is different, man. Like, we're all on a yacht together. Okay. <laughs> we all, we all hide a, yeah, yeah. First, first clue. Having a, <laughs> we're just on a yacht together. Uh, because like I said,
1: Monday morning, you're like, oh, we're just going to take it, the yacht out today.
0: It was actually a Wednesday. Uh, um, no,
1: I, I apologize.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and what it, yeah, like, cause that's, that's it. That it's like, hey, we're having a uh, bit of a celebration. Um, and this is why they're celebrating. One of the guys I hadn't met yet, he was 23 years old, celebrating making his first million dollars in business. Jesus. So they hire out a yacht. And I was like, this is great. This is, this is how I like to celebrate my friends. And the conversation with some of the people on the yacht were having is they were teasing each other of how much money they were making. They were like, what the fuck? What do you mean you're only making 50 grand a month still? Come back when you're making six figures, little boy. <laughs> and all this stuff. I was like, and they were joking with each other. Like, when when you guys start? And then they were, they were joking with the other guys. We're making 150 when are you gonna make 300 why are you why are you screwing around with that still and it's just very interesting like i was having a conversation with one of them the other day he was actually part of this conversation and i just ran a mastermind it's doing like a beta a beta mastermind i, d- I did it really freaking cheap because i just wanted people in there to pretty much just i was recording content mm-hmm. and i was like i might as well sell some spots in it and they can so i did it really freaking cheap and he said to me he's like dude stop fucking around with that price man it's like yes 2k 2k minimum and i'm like oh you think so he's like yes he's like stop fucking around with it that's how much you're charging now okay Just 2k minimum for people to be in this shit i'm like okay <laughs> that's how we do it <laughs> you know? and that's just how that's how it's done if you hang around people thinking small acts and small they gonna be like oh my god that's so expensive how do you charge that for somebody you know but then you talk to people making big money and this guy in particular um sasha he's business partners with jordan Belfort, you know wolf of wall street so uh it's just it's
1: yeah, the, when you're 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 around someone who has a nickname of the Wolf of Wall Street, you're going to think big because you gotta you go, you got, you go after the big fish like a wolf doesn't yeah. is not timid.
0: Yeah, that's right. But yeah, envir- environment is absolutely I I believe that's where everything starts. If you're not in the right environment, you you're not gonna create success in anything.
1: It's it's true. I've after interviewing, I think you're like my near fiftieth entrepreneur that I've interviewed on this show. And it's all the same thing. It's the people you surround yourself get discomfort and you'll grow exponentially in anything you do. And it's true. Um, One of my entrepreneurs, he he started an incubator for startup tech in the augmented reality and virtual reality. And a friend of his... Uh, was like, Hey, do you want to sponsor my rugby, the rugby team, this old rugby team? And he's like, yeah, sure. No problem. And then as COVID was coming around, he's, his friends like, Oh, uh, do you want to go to the next level? And he's like, you know what? No, I'm going to buy the team. I'm going to buy the team and I'm going to run the team like a business. And he's reinvented the brand, made it better. And because of his knowledge in the tech industry, he was able to digitize all the games and then sell that to other amateur sports. To, so that they have the same digital thing. And it's like, that's genius. That's just genius using getting outside your comfort zone. He was never a sports owner. And then all of a sudden, he's now owning a, a sports team. And so he's growing outside his comfort zone.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. You know, and, and it never to highlight, like, like, it's like I'm thinking about what I'm doing right now. Like, I'm doing some things to create some extra income just because I'm getting around other people that are getting creative. And um, like a, a big thing here that people think create passive income floats from property. And I, I just probably like, and so many people, like I, it's just not, it doesn't excite me. Like I will get into it one day. I just don't, it's just not it right now. And what I just did the other day, I just saw someone selling a big camper trailer online. And I just thought, I wonder how much I could get if I bought that and then rented it out. So I did a little bit of research, checked it out, found a website, it's kind of like an Airbnb for camper events. And I just thought, "Hmm, I can get an average $570 a week if it's rented out 40% of the time. So then I thought, well, what if I get somebody to pay them a commission on how much it gets rented out so they run the entire thing. So my hands are off it and I don't have to touch it. I just buy the investment. I was like, fuck it. So yesterday, I literally drove two hours up north, picked up this trailer, two hours back down, Dropped it, my friends. It's getting a couple of things fixed on it today, and it's already booked next week. Eight nights, rents out nearly a thousand dollars in my pocket, and I've just created this little thing. And someone said to me the other day, like, "Oh, what are you gonna create a camper van business now?" I go, "Look, probably, maybe, <laughs> hey, never, never was in the plan, uh, but it just, you know, you can evolve, you can get creative, and look at different ways. But this is what uh made me think of the idea. I want to get a G wagon, Mercedes G wagon, but I, I really can't." come to terms with spending the money. It's just stupid. It really is stupid. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to get in the debt of a, of a liability. But I did think, I was like, because this, this is how I think now. If I'm going to buy something big, I'm like, how can I use someone else's money? And how can I make this a little bit of fun out of this and for it to make sense to me? So what, what I've been thinking about, I'm like, let's say if getting this thing, this car might be 800 I haven't fully looked into it yet because I'm not doing it still yet. Um, but I'm, built, I'm on the building blocks to yeah. uh, sort of do it let's say for example it's a thousand dollars a week in repayments let's just say that's what it is instead of paying that like i could pay that but it's just stupid i'd rather take that and invest of course um but what i'd rather do is look for ways so let's say it's camp van for example i spent 20 grand on this camper and now i'm gonna be if on average if i'm gonna collect an extra nearly six hundred dollars a week on it what if i get two now I've spent $40,000, which is actually what I'm doing. I'm buying a bigger one for seventy grand. It'll be here in a few months. So when that gets down here, and let's say if I'm making now positive cash flow of $1,300 a week, mm-hmm. it's rent out 40% of the time, give someone $100 to run it, I'm pocketing $1,100, $1,200 a week. That's going to cover my G-Wagon. And not only after the next five years, when the G-Wagon's paid off, I'll have a positive cash flow business and the G-Wagon. And I haven't used any of my money to get it.
1: That's how the rich stay rich. They get other people <laughs> to pay for their things. You're That's the exact mindset that the rich people do. I was watching uh, Gary V where he was talking with, um, oh, what's his name? Young uh, Jeezy, the rapper Jeezy, right? I don't know if you know who he is. Uh, he, he, uh, he's a big rapper in Atlanta. And he was talking to him about buying Wheaties, the, the, the Wheaties brand. And he's like, you could do it just get other people to front the money for you and you can flip it for a billion dollars afterwards and it's exactly what you're doing you're you're like this is my investment this this cash positive business where you know renting out camper vans is the best thing ever because you've already seen return on your investment of 600 uh you said 600 dollars, right next week or a thousand dollars? 900 next week. bucks 900 bucks next after
0: i've already paid the things that need to be paid yeah that's profit
1: Yeah. So you, you already have that positive cash flow coming in, you know, it's going to make you money and you're like already thinking, okay, how can I 10 X this so that I can then get my G wagon? Cause that's your ultimate, your goal at the current moment. Like my goal is just to quit my day job. That's my goal. So I, I know that I need to have at least two clients a month paying me a certain amount to cover my basic costs. So I figured it out. I know that other people can pay my, my way instead of burning my life away, nine to five, which hasn't, given me the freedom that i thought it would Mm -hmm. so i I love seeing it you actually putting it into action what i thought and you're putting into action and showing yeah it is possible again surrounding Mm -hmm. yourself with people who have the success that you want
0: yeah and just looking looking for how you can leverage because that's why that's why i look at you know there's there's a whole bunch of different types of income you got active income your residual income passive income uh windfall income and then you got leveraged income. So active income is the one you trade time for money,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? We need to get away from that as fast as we can. But I also believe, like we talk about having multiple income streams. You've probably heard that before, have multiple yep. income streams. But sometimes people hear that and they think multiple income streams of this same type of income. So they think I'm going to go get three jobs and drive Uber. Now I'm on my way to become a millionaire because I've got four income streams. No, you're on your way to wasting your life away trading time for money
1: burning out so, pretty
0: much yes yeah and and have and then five years goes and you go far out what where do you the last five years of my life go ahead because i've been working my ass off for nothing and just trading time for money so the idea is to still get paid while you don't work so active income's great so i still i think have an active income so i've got an active income right um then you got residual income like network marketing so you do the work one time get paid again forever and ever and ever and ever and ever that's why i'm, I'm very passionate about that one because that's a very scalable kind of uh, vehicle. that doesn't matter who you who you are, where you're from. You can come into that, fall into a system, be mentored properly, get the right products, the right support system and start building wealth part-time. That's what I did. Part-time while working full-time job, quit my job, build that even bigger, then start taking some residual income, putting into investments, create passive income. And then you take some of this income, then the windfall income, this is something that it's kind of like you know, buy a property, fix it up, flip it, make 50 grand in the space of six months. That's like quick
1: jackpot, turnover, you flip it. Jackpot that's called, mentality style. Yeah,
0: that's called windfall income. So it's like buying a business, building up, selling it, things like that. Um, The last one is like I was talking about leveraged income. This is the greatest. This is like what, what you're talking about. Like how can you, like it's the idea of being paid instead of 100% of your own efforts, you get paid 1% on 100 people's efforts. Which would you rather?
1: you know You're having one percent of a hundred effort you know like yeah. i don't have to do much work sure thing
0: that's exactly it and you yeah, know creating leverage so that's why i challenge people to do get into a space so that's what we do so we help people create residual income and leverage income simultaneously because you create leverage income while the residual is building so residual is residuals recurring forever There's a leverage building a team and having teaching everybody how to do a little bit and that's that's kind of the whole idea. So I, lo- I love what you're doing with what, you, what you're doing because you're creating a bit of leverage as well. You're you're leveraging other people's platforms, and you're doing the things that they don't want to do, mm-hmm. and you're about to get into that. And then one day, you can blow this so big up, you can blow this up so big, and then hire people to do what you're doing. Oh yeah. Let's say so you know. get twenty people, twenty people a month. And you hire one, one or two staff, and now instead of getting paid one hundred percent of twenty people, you can't physically do, you start getting paid ten percent of twenty different people. Right, and you're doing less. That anymore
1: yeah i uh the big biggest thing i learned from uh my original podcasting is i hate hearing my own voice i love talking i love talking to people getting to know them but hearing my own voice when i'm editing it's just like it's nails on a chalkboard so i hired an editor for this uh, this podcast is high someone else does that for me so i don't have to listen to myself i take my notes i'm like okay this point this point this point these are good timestamps choose which one you like, put it at the beginning. Like I gave him the template of how I want it and I don't care how he does it, how his tips and tricks, I don't care because that's his deal. For me, as long as it sounds like a professional's done it, I'm happy with it. And he makes me sound like a professional. And, but doing like Lloyd, I I love listening to Lloyd because I'm learning. It's like, I'm getting taught how to create these multiple streams of income. I'm going to be start listening to your podcast now because Hell, I love talking to you and po- if, if this is half the stuff you're giving away in your podcast, I'm definitely going to be listening to it more often because it's, it's going to be worth it. And of course, you have a top 100 podcast in Australia. So that's a goal for me. I want to have a top 100 podcast in Montreal, in Canada or wherever in the world. So by listening to yours and learning how you guys, you did it and doing it with Lloyd's, building up Lloyd's podcast as his editor and uh, uh, producer, I'm going to learn. And just, just simple, like you said, surround your people with the people that you want to admire their success. So, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I love it. And, and you're getting creative by doing as well, because mm-hmm. you're getting paid to line.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think creative people are going to be the, the biggest entrepreneurs coming up because entre- the business people have already set the gateway and showed everybody how to make money, like build a business, you make money, you can charge, you know? So the creative people, they spent years honing their craft, like the digital artists, the painters and all that. So teaching them how to do business, that's super easy because there's thousands of courses on it. So now you're teaching them how to leverage their art to make money and make a business out of it. So, and places like Fiverr, Upworks are the best place for them to learn.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: All right. So what gave you the idea to start your podcast?
0: um what gave me the idea you know like it's always been something um you know like creating um there's mainly like i I was talking myself out of it for so long because like all these limiting beliefs and um everyone's got limiting beliefs and it's funny that the more you become aware of it the more you start to crash them the more intelligent they become because they're like fuck this guy is smart we can't pull the same shit like you're not good enough anymore. You can't pull that because he's too smart. He crashes. So what it started to do was it wasn't nothing like, oh, no one's going to want to listen or who's going to... it's none of that shit. It's like, I know it's going to be great. There's more things like two big things. Do you have the time to allocate to it right now to go all in like you know you need to and wait until you make it a million dollars a year first because that's going it- to land better or some shit. And I was like, yeah, good point. That's very true. I gotta make a million dollars a year first. Um, and yeah, now that's putting on the right time. So I delayed it for over a year because I just I want to get this message out of just self-development. Like so my podcast is all about self-development, mindset, success, chasing your dreams and executing on them. Not just motivation, hype bullshit. It's like how to execute on your stuff. And and I go all in. Like most of the stuff that I teach in my podcast, like people pay me for. So I, I just, just go all in because I also know that once you pay for something, you actually are ready to apply it. So it's it's a fine thing with that. Um, but then when I became aware of those limiting beliefs, I was like, that's such bullshit. Like what is, there's not going to be, if I if I make a million dollars this year, which I will, there's no difference in how much knowledge and impact I can make this year compared to last year. I probably know a few more things, but I know a fuckload that I can start teaching in my network and bringing them and everything. So I'm like, how stupid is this? this I'm being selfish by believing this because I'm delaying this for everybody else. So once I realized that, I was like, this is bull crap. You know, and then I, I just, it was about a two-week turnaround. Bam, I just launched everything and I was just up and I just went for it. And then in the first like two months, it went to, in, to the top 100 self-development in Australia and then, and then the first, I think, four months, four or five months, it was it was 101 in USA, which really pissed me off because it was one <laughs> off top 100. Um, and it was actually top 50 in Canada. Nice. Um, well,
1: yeah, there, there's not many Canadian podcasts on self-development uh, today. Uh, but yeah, congratulations on that. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So that all happened. And um, you've had some amazing guests on now. I had some, I really had like John Lee. Um, he's come on, Peter Torn, the founder of Snap Fitness. On, like garen Jones. Um we got Les Brown uh in the process of <laughs> funny story with Les. We've recorded half an episode with Les. Um so yeah, we're in the process of finishing this one and and getting that up. But um yeah we got some really amazing guests on there. And um yeah but but the main thing I've just just wanted to help. So when I create a big impact so I'm in the process of that's that's a part of my my branding strategy of really growing my personal brand and growing it but getting a message out there and, and and giving value and growing my audience. That's, that's the biggest thing. So uh, in entrepreneurship, I learned that from Grant Carter and Grant's like, he's like, instead of focusing on a product you want to make, so many people focus on a product. They're like, sweet, I've got this energy drink. This is the best fucking energy drink in the world, uh, which it is actually phenomenal. <laughs> <But> it's like, <laughs> this is the best energy drink in the world. It's like got fruits, veggies, blah, 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 healthy. Blah, blah. So amazing. It could be so amazing. But if there's no one there to buy it, then how amazing is your product? Yeah. So, I'm going all in on creating my audience. Like, look at Gary V. Oh, yeah. Gary's got this audience. If Gary V created Gary Vayner energy drinks tomorrow, holy crap.
1: Well, that's how he'd be huge. That's how he's gotten his number one books, is this audience. Mm-hmm. He spent mm-hmm. every single day for 15, 13 years, I think, engaging on Twitter, engaging on Instagram, engaging on Facebook. He built his brand and because most people just know him as Gary V. They don't know that he has VaynerMedia behind him. He has mm-hmm. Vayner Sports, He has uh, Empathy Wine. He has Wine Library. He has all these businesses that he was able to spin out of. His literally putting his hands in the dirt and learning everything so that he can then translate that to selling it to uh, clients. He m- created the product and the audience at the same time. So yeah, d- d- building your personal brand is the most important thing to do because mm-hmm. if you don't have that audience you have no you have no one to sell it to and yeah. you can't charge two thousand three thousand five thousand for your masterminds i know i interviewed a gentleman who's charging twenty five thousand dollars for his mastermind
0: mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah, that's still cheap
1: s- yeah compared to like but still to me who isn't in that yeah income yeah. level yeah. i'm like yeah no that's way too expensive but for other people that's like uh 20 like bill gates it's 20 seconds of his life he's like okay i can pay it now you know that yeah. that's a dream you know <laughs> it's i think at one point it was cheaper for him to walk away from a drop hundred dollar bill than actually spend the time to pick it up that's how rich how yeah. much money he was making at a time like incredible
0: yeah but i guarantee you he would still actually i've heard that but i would bet a hundred dollars oh yeah he, he doesn't walk away from a hundred dollars no. yeah that's the thing that's what people need not understand it's like sometimes people have this thing around money um, but it's like, you got to respect money or it's not going to respect you. If you're going to walk past money, you're sending, it's an energy. So if you're showing that you don't care about it, then holy crap, man, it's going to not care about you. You got to think about in your relationship. If you didn't give your partner attention and affection and appreciate her and use her for what she's good at, uh, then she's going to leave you for someone who gives her the attention. Mm-hmm. right? And that's exactly the same thing with money. So I've, I've heard a story so many times. I'm like, I bet your ass that he does not walk past that money no one who's he like bends over and it's like sweet thank you
1: <laughs> another hundred
0: thank you yep. this
1: is uh you know my kids into the kids college fund or into you know my charity or something like that yeah. but yeah it's it's you have to i love that respect money or else you'll you'll lose the money it won't respect you that's a i, I love that is going to be the uh hook of this podcast by the way thank you for that i <laughs> love it 40 minutes into the podcast you know we got this amazing uh hook point. So that's definitely going to be my hook point at the beginning. Um, now I'm going to ask you uh, your n- number one lesson, if you have of being an entrepreneur, cause you're, you've been an entrepreneur since 11 years old. You, you look, you hustled for the money. Um, what is one of the biggest things apart from like going outside your comfort zone, would you say is necessary if you wanted to start being an entrepreneur?
0: Um, I want to say, the first thing that comes to mind is you gotta stop giving a shit what people think sooner. Uh, because that's just the reality, man. Like, no one no one cares. Like, it's as no one cares about you until you want to start to go do something big. And then they get to try and talk shit. And and that's what stops so many people. They fall into this part of doubt. And what happens is there's actually four parts of a, of a cycle, cycle of growth. And everybody starts off unconsciously uncompetent. They start off absolute shit they've got no idea that they're that shit they're so excited they tell their friends and family i'm getting started i'm so fired up i'm doing this it's gonna be amazing and they already start talking shit to them you can't do that who do you think you are blah, blah blah and they go i'll show you you have no idea who i am i'm unstoppable and then the next part of the phase of the growth is consciously unconfident where they're like oh i suck at this uh which is normal because everyone sucks at everything when they first start anything yeah oh, wow, I suck. And all of a sudden, all these voices and opinions of other people get so much louder. Oh, my God, maybe I am a failure. Maybe I am not cut out for this. Maybe I can't do this. Maybe this. Oh, maybe they're right. You know what? Maybe I'll just go back to doing the nine to five till the day I die. Because that's what makes other people proud of me. Because when you start to do things that you want to do, you really get to pull out other people's insecurities about themselves. So they're not, they're not really trying, they don't, they're not trying to be a dick on purpose, but the two main reasons they do it is because they're actually trying to save you. They're actually trying to think that, oh my God, that's a scary world. Cause in their head, you know, their brain's going, oh my God, fear, uncomfort, talking to people at risk, don't do that. You might get killed. Cause that's how our brain reacts. Mm-hmm. And then the other reason is it actually pulls out their insecurities, being like, you know, I'm I'm actually jealous because I don't have the balls to go do that. So it's not about you, it's about them. So you just gotta know that. And and keep on going. Um, but when when you're in this part here, I call it the dip. This is when people just start to quit. It's where dreams go to die. And you're consciously confident, consciously unconfident. But what really happens here, this is where the work starts. This is where you need to get around people who've already done what you need to do. You can get around people that are that are talking the language, you know, they're they're walking the talk, they're talking like it, acting like it, living it, earning it, you know. Get around them, model their success. And this is where the journey really starts. So through unconsciously competent the next phase is consciously competent and in between this is where the failure is failing forward seeking feedback getting a coach getting a mentor you know and really putting in the work this is what happens here eventually you wake up one day in one two three four five six seven years time you're holy crap i'm actually not too bad at this now i'm i'm getting it i'm getting it you know like i'm oh, like i remember used to be so shit now i'm kind of okay but you're consciously competent. like i'm getting pretty damn good at this and the next phase is mastery where you hit the top one, which is unconsciously competent. We are just so freaking good and you don't even know you're doing it. People go, How do you do that? I don't fucking know. I'm just a beast. <laughs> I just do it. It just happens. You know, like when I first started talking on stage, like I was like, Oh yeah, I could do this. And I get up there. and I'm like, Holy crap. I suck. You know? And then like I, I tried, then I-, I get off stage. I was like, wow, I was so crap that I hated it. And I wanted to quit. I never want to do it again. And then, you know, through discomfort, through the fear, I kept doing it, failing forward, failing forward. And I could—I was, was scared to talk in front of crowds back right at school because I could barely speak freaking English. And um, so I made up all this bullshit in my head why I couldn't do it. Oh, that's why they can do it because they didn't struggle that much at school. Blah, 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 blah. blah. And I justified all this bullshit why they could do it and why I couldn't. And then when I started to get around other people, I started to learn that we're the biggest adaptation device in human history, that we can start learning anything we want. We can create whoever the fuck we want to be. We can develop the mindset of who we want to be, develop the skills we want to be. That's the perfect thing about being a human being. We can learn anything we want. Yeah. It's amazing. So it's hard to do all this. It's and- this thing right here. It's not yeah.
1: just to keep your ears apart, people. It's, uh, <laughs> it's actually very, very fucking useful.
0: Yeah, and and I started to learn this shit. Then eventually, I was like, "Huh, I'm not too bad at this speaking thing." Now, now some people are starting to compliment me. Morgan, you're not too bad at speaking. Next, week i get asked to speak to six thousand people on stage. On the youngest who have ever been on that stage, and 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 the people are like, "Wow, what did you script that?" I said, "No, I I had no fucking idea it was going to come out of my mouth before I, the six thousand people. I didn't know what I was going to say. How do you do that? I don't know. I just do it because I'm i I'm a fucking beast." <laughs>
1: i like that i don't know I'm six a and a half years six yeah. and a half years
0: of going like i'm confident i can get on any stage and speak now i'm training on things because i I'm, I'm confident about it you know so that's the thing that's really becoming aware of that but that's why it's very important not listen to those bullshit because you're gonna go through so much at the start and then you know what happens at the end all those people that talk shit they're either not there you forgot about them or they come up to you and they go oh my god i knew you were gonna be so good you're so successful it's like shut the fuck up <laughs> you know <laughs>
1: you, where were you when i needed you
0: mm. yeah but you need no, that's the thing use them
1: yeah you need those I, haters. i've
0: i'm so grateful for them. i used every single one of them because i was like wow thanks so much for doubting me and you know uh, i see you watching my instagram stories and uh that's funny you know so that's the biggest thing and then and i said in part of the story as well the other thing i wish i knew earlier is how important a coach or a mentor is so to get yourself mentor, invest in yourself like we're always talking about investing i think when people think about investing they think stock market property and all this stuff right what does it say invest in yourself invest in yourself that's it the name of the show (laughs) i i only started investing in the stock market last year i've invested Probably like seventy thousand dollars in myself in the last six to seven years, and you know, but like what else has given me well, 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 over a thousand percent ROI? No, no property, no, you know what I mean. That's so you can't get that. So invest in yourself. If you have a few grand in your bank, go and invest into a course, a coach, a mentor, a program, something, someone who has the results you want that you can align with that you can learn from. You know and that's just where to start so that that's what I'd say
1: that's 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 a great Great lesson for people to learn. And it's true. I've I've started investing in myself more than just this podcast. I have a coach helping me with my LinkedIn management, how to connect with LinkedIn people and build my brand and connect with more clients. And I've already gotten two other clients from using LinkedIn his strategies on LinkedIn. So, like that was great for me because I'm going after the business entrepreneur world to help them spread their message about podcasting. And I was so glad that Lloyd wanted hired me to be his uh podcast producer because he wanted the podcast and that's it's great because then it, it reassures you. like when you have a, a millionaire friend that says yeah i want you to do my i want you to produce my podcast it's like oh shit <clears throat> mm-hmm. i have a millionaire client you know it's like the next level instead of having like this everyday people it's like no i'm gonna go after those people that can and willing to invest in themselves to build their brand. So I love it. And I love that we were able to connect through Lloyd because you've just given me like, and my audience, like masses amount of, uh, I have like five, six timestamps here just from what you talking. I'm like, yep, that's a great point. I'm going to re-listen to that point. That's another amazing point. And uh, that's one of the benefits I found in podcasting. It's, it's the best teacher because you get to talk and actually have these conversations you've always Mm -hmm. wanted with people who are like the leaders that you want to be
0: yeah exactly like that's one thing i didn't realize like podcasting is so phenomenal because like you get free mentorship free coaching you get access to some of the biggest people and it's it's so incredible and then like before and after the show you get to have extra chats with them extra advice um you know like it's 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 freaking incredible but then it also creates you as an influence so i'm a big you know i i love it's so funny the podcast has just evolved for me i started last year it's gone really well and I'm about to a relaunch of it, and it's gonna be, I'm taking a whole new level. But I've had so many people hit me up because there's so many different things when it comes to podcasting. It's actually yeah. just the back end creating it, which stops a lot of people. And unfortunately, once a lot of people get it going, there's the next step. It's like, well, do you have the personality to have a podcast? Yeah. Do you know how to interview? Do you know how to ask and get good guests on your show? Do you know how to, you know, good stories and and take people along the journey and, and all these kinds of things. And I've had so many people hit me up for a few things. How do I launch my podcast? How do I do this? And the second one was, was how, can you teach me how to actually like interview public? Can you teach me how to get good guests and things like this? And and then I've just been giving away all this value. And it's not really the line i want to go down, but I've just naturally been drawn down it now. And I'm actually in the middle of creating, uh, I'm writing a book on launching a podcast for beginners. And I'm going to be launching a course on how to actually like everything I've learned, everything I've learned compressed into just the most simplest freaking X, Y, B. Here's exactly what to do. Don't worry about the rest and you're going to have a successful podcast. But all those areas combined. Um, And yeah, so I'm in the process of kind of creating that thing as well. So I'm excited about that because I've had a lot of people sort of hit me up. And now I'm just going to be like, look, you can get this. It'll be super freaking cheap, like like for 200 bucks or some crap like that, uh, you know, where people can just... (laughs) get Mm -hmm. on it um but i i think having a podcast is the most incredible thing ever
1: yeah for your
0: brand it it will be amazing and it puts you it puts you as a spot of influence like the amount of influence i now have because of my podcast like and i get introduced on stage now as people he's the host of this podcast like i didn't know there was a thing i just (laughs) i i just started talking into a microphone one day and recording it but to most people it's like this is having such a big impact and it elevates you to a whole new level like a whole new credibility. It's like becoming an author. You become mm-hmm. an authority now, and you get to bring all these amazing guests and show cross collaborate. Some of the people, like the money I've made in the last, I launched it in uh, May last year, so not even like not even a year yet, and I probably it's probably made me about fifty grand so far, um, yeah. which is just in, incredible, you know. And that's not in sponsorship. That's it. That's in cross collaborations. That's in opportunities, masterminds, coaching, things like that. Come from it
1: because the way funneling. i have
0: positioned position myself. Right? And now her. I look at this. I'm like, if I had uh, like what you were saying, you do with Lloyd, you you compress all your failures and you teach people how to get it right. It's exactly what I'm doing. I'm like, it's gone well in the last year, but I know how to make it even better now. And that's why I'm going to do a relaunch and do everything that I know now. So I just want to give that to people. So that just, I just want to see people win, you know, that's freaking yeah, cool. That, so,
1: that's that's all it is. It's, I think one of the biggest lessons for, uh, from being interviewing on entrepreneurs is g- value see other people succeeding that's the biggest win seeing other people get their dreams getting to the point where they're happy like if if they want a podcast showing them how to do a podcast from a to z cheaply and efficiently so that they're not getting burnt out from the f- five years of podcasting you know mistakes that i did so yeah i, I or the one year you uh, you had of podcasting so yeah i think it's a it's an amazing thing
0: yeah love it all right,
1: Morgan, we're coming up to the end of the podcast. I wish we could continue, but these, these do have a, a short, you know, it's supposed to be only 45 minutes. We're nearly at an hour here. So I'm going to give you the, the stage pretty much uh, since that's something you're comfortable on and just let let my audience know where they can find you if they're interested in listening to your podcast or following you on the social medias.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, the main place I hang out is on Instagram at Morgan T. Nelson um i'm starting clubhouse i'm just trying to find the time uh i need to make the time you know so you can find sam morgan t nelson there go and follow us there i will be kicking some shit off there um they're the main two ones instagram then my my podcast is dreaming out loud you'll find on any platform itunes spotify all that stuff and and uh just stay tuned if you follow us on instagram when all this podcast stuff's all created and stuff uh that will be there if anyone has any interest in that or just send me a dm now i actually put you on a waiting list and you can be one of the first people but that is something that's in the in the process um of coming out so um yeah but just at morgan t nelson across everything you'll find us and i'm actually kicking off a youtube and that will be launching in a few weeks as well so morgan t nelson across everything you'll find me
1: Yeah, and of course, the notes and links will be in the show notes down below because we support the entrepreneurs here and the lessons that they teach you here on the podcast. Morgan, I want to thank you again for being on the podcast. I have to give a great shout-out to Lloyd for putting us in contact. And uh, remember, people, just invest in yourself. Number one rule, invest in yourself. Guys, how much fun was that interview? I had so much fun following... um, morgan and talking about some of the wins he's gotten with his podcast he just relaunched his podcast earlier this year and made a big um big contest around it. it was a really really crazy cool contest you can win uh headphones by beats by dre and uh apple products it was really crazy how he's doing it and i just was inspired so yeah i was really great about that um if you're interested in to see how he did it and some of the strategies cuz we did talk about strategies and it was similar to what I was doing uh you can check me out live every weekday monday through friday 5:30 p.m. eastern standard in my podcasting group better podcasting growth group you can go check that out if you want a direct link you know how to do send us an email sign up to the email group you may get a Uh, lucky invite to that that's usually for my clients it's a great group and ladies and gentlemen i thank you so much for spending your time listening to this season and i wish you a great day and invest in yourself